It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go-to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high-profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. What's up, San Bellino? Welcome to the new week, May 1st, the new month. What's up, Matthew? How are hey, you, my man? what's going on, Arthur? How are you, sir? Oh, it's May. How could it be May? It was like I was doing the polar bear plunge 15 minutes ago. <laughs> well, if we definitely got enough rain this past weekend. Oh, my God. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour. And to make you so happy, here to say hello is the oh. one and the only, get ready, San Bellino, Joni Pelzer. <laughs> Yeah. And I want to sing tonight, Sam no, no. I want to sing for some Matt, Arthur, birthday. turn off from Mike. Turn off from Matt, Mike. Matt, step in, Matt. Step in. Just, Please, okay, no, tell, no tell them why you want to sing. Don't sing. Isn't just... it Judy Collins' birthday and send in the clowns? It is Judy Collins' birthday. That is for sure. And, and didn't and... she write or sing send in the clowns? I, I I think she did, but if you really want to sing it, and you know, I'm sure no, no, our no, no, listeners, no, 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 we're no, have to no. Sing. I don't. We're gonna. We don't want to cause I'm any car be in accidents. Rapid pulse soon. We don't want to. Oh boy, we don't want to <laughs> cause any car accidents. Joni, I will. Since you set this up, tell everyone who our special guest is today. Oh my goodness, we have the most special guest tonight, Coach Sean O'Connor from Lincoln High School, which is right on Ocean Parkway near um, Coney Island area over in Brooklyn. And we have him on for a very special reason. His high school student that went to University of Pittsburgh just got drafted this weekend. The only New York City student for a full draft to Arthur, who's your favorite team? The new well no the, well let's not get into my favorite team but he got drafted <laughs> to the New York Jets he got to so stay he was home. at he was at Lincoln's Lincoln High School and then he went to Pitt and he's a running back and he's got all kinds of great uh, stats as a running back in the NCAA but it's a beautiful New York story you know we want to start off the week on a positive note um, although I said that the sun was out today but I heard we're not going to see it again until Saturday. But it's it's a great great New York story that you're going to hear about momentarily. Um, I I hope everyone had a, a great weekend. I had a wet weekend. Um, let's see. So Ariana, my daughter, is a year and a half old, and um, although she could take her naps almost anywhere, she really loves to go outside. And um, it is my uh, joy to walk my one-and-a-half-year-old daughter outside because we have a whole routine where we start off where she walks so she gets a little tired, and then I put her in the stroller, and then I walk, and I slowly watch her nod out, and I cover her all up. And then I, I, I mentioned this to you, I think, on Friday, that I then go back and um, I, and then I, I call people from the law firm and because like, it's my time to check in. You know, I, am, I love doing this radio show. I absolutely love it. But it's a time draw, and so this... So if, if you just count the airtime, it's five hours a week. That's a big hunk of the week um, to disappear. Now, I would say, well, if it's a 40-hour week, it's, you know, it's even more than 10%. <laughs> I've never worked a 40-hour week. It's more like 60-hour weeks. And, I'm not, again, I'm not complaining. I'm just speaking reality. Um, but this particular Saturday, Marianne looks at me and she's like, you're really going to take the baby out for a walk? Now, I'll be selfish as well because it was raining. It also allows me to, to get in a little bit of exercise. Not that I'm really straining myself, but at my age now, the doctor said, you know, walking is like a great thing to do. It's not like running where you're pounding on your knees and your hips. And all my friends now are getting knee surgery and hip surgery. I've never been so happy to be unathletic my whole life because I'm not having all of these injuries. Actually, I don't have any real pain except my right shoulder a little bit. We'll talk about it on another show, on a Wellness Wednesday show. But um, I... Um, I took Ariana out on a, on a beautiful walk in the pouring, pouring rain on Monday. Um, and okay. and then, excuse, I'm sorry, on Saturday. Thank you, Joan. That's why Joan's here. On Saturday, uh, today's Monday. Thanks, Arthur. You know, a little, 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 little much in my brain. 
Um, and um, I ran into, at the supermarket, someone who talk radio people might know of. I was at the supermarket gathering some food for my parents in Bay Ridge on 3rd Avenue. And I'm speaking on the phone to my mother about whether she wants cottage cheese and yogurt and, and uh, the coffee made and Swiss cheese. And, and this woman goes, I know that voice. And she's like, you're Arthur. I was like, yes, I'm Arthur Idala. She's like, I'm Marianne from Brooklyn. And Marianne from Brooklyn is a, she, you know, she calls into all the shows, Piscopo show, Stern show, Sid's show. Yeah, she's famous. She was great. And we had a quick little chit chat. I had Ariana. I was shopping. And, and um, so then I did like stuff with Arthur and, and we hung out and Luca was floating around and Luca is taking a class uh, in American history called History Through cinema and he's watched some great flicks um including hamilton and i think the bridge over river kwai and um now he told me on monday he was going to watch rocky four because i said what are you studying the cold war and he said yes so i got luca binge watching rocky over the weekend one two and three which is great and so i'm popping in and out while he's watching that watch the knicks get slaughtered watch the yankees get slaughtered um on saturday I, then i took ariana for a second walk San Bolino, take a guess, in this pouring torrential rain this whole weekend that I don't remember it raining like this two days in a row where it's pouring, pouring, pouring. Take a guess how many miles I walked. Uh, I'm going to say at least four or five miles. 20. Wow. In two days? I walked 12 on Saturday and eight on on Sunday. Um, Sunday, as you heard, on Friday. Sunday was my wedding anniversary. And it was pouring rain, and Marianne and I were not going to really do much of anything except be together and be with our children. And uh, her parents came by, and they're like, no, 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 we're doing something, so we're going to go to a restaurant. So we went to a restaurant. I had a great meal on 3rd Avenue in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, and with Luca and and Arthur and Ariana and Mary. Oh, by the way, Sunday I come home. I had band practice for Rapid Pulse. I come home. Marianne is on the Peloton, and so I open the door, and she looks at me. And with her face in despair, like something horrible happened. And she's like, my cell phone exploded. Now, I'm thinking it actually, like, exploded. Like, I'm looking for, like, signs of, like, a fire somewhere. I go, what do you mean exploded? She goes, I don't know. It got two green lines, and then it went totally dead, and I'm trying to charge it, and it's dead. And I was like, okay, honey, it's our anniversary. We'll we'll go to Verizon at one point. So between her... The, the Peloton and band practice, and, and eventually we walk up to 86 Street with Ariana. This is like my second walk of the day on Sunday. And wasn't too bad going to the Verizon on 86th and 5th. She went in there. She got a new phone. Happy anniversary. Not exactly the most romantic anniversary present, but she loves it. I got her the outer box case, which is supposed to be like the indestructible case. Walking back, the skies open up again. Um, I mean, I was, same way, I was basically wet. All weekend, but you know, I was happy. I I love the adventure. I love the just doing something a little crazy. Um, but my in laws took us to dinner, and very nicely, as my grand my my father in law is pulling in front of our house. He wanted to get close to the curb so that we didn't have to walk in any puddles. And just by a few centimeters, he clipped the curb on a place where there was a little piece of metal hanging off the curb. Oh boy. And as soon as I get out of the car, I hear, and I'm like, and now it's raining and we got three kids in the car. Now, thank God we're in front of the house. So it's no big deal. So we go in the house, we call the service, the Mercedes, some kid shows up. He shows up. He was a sweet boy. He opens up the back of his truck. It was like a marijuana factory. Right, though, I mean, it was just, I'm getting hit. Like, right, I'm like, okay, all right. Now, it's, at this point, it's drizzling. He comes out with one of these huge jacks. Now, my, my father-in-law's got a big SUV. He comes up with this huge jack, and he can't figure out, like, where the jack point is. So now I'm on my hands and knees. Look, I'm crawling underneath the SUV, and I'm like, why don't we just use the jack that comes with the car? Oh, I don't know. I go, well, it comes with the car. So I wind up, San Bellino, on my hands and knees. Now it's now the skies open up. I mean, it is, I don't know if I'm exaggerating. That couldn't have been fun. But there's like a shower in my house that the water pressure is not as strong as the rain <laughs> that was coming. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I mean, it was, my father-in-law was under an umbrella and he's wet. So I am on my hands and knees. I mean, the, my butt crack. I could feel the water going. I mean, that's the kind of weather we're talking about. But we got the car up. Thank God when I was a kid, 
back in the day, San Bellino, you're too young to know this, but when there was only rear-wheel drive cars, no front wheel, no four-wheel drive, um, you used to every year, and everyone put on snow tires, because otherwise no one could move if it snowed. So I used to know how to change tires because my dad taught me. I know how to change them on my little Alfa Romeos. So I basically told this kid, like, dude, step aside. Just let me change the tire. So I ch- wind up changing the tire. Um, he did have a cool little, like, torque wrench that helped me jack the car up and down. And uh, I went on in, nice and soaking wet. Luca watched the very beginning of Rocky Four. I said, Luca, watch the first half hour because I'm not sure if they're going to show you. I mean, I don't want to be a spoiler alert. It's a movie that's 30 years old, but, you know, something bad happens to Apollo Creed in the first half hour. So Luca came up. He saw that. And then I, I did a little reading. I'm reading Jared Kushner's biography, which is kind of his memoir about time, his time in the White House, which is pretty interesting. I will tell you, uh, having nothing to do with politics, Donald Trump is an interesting man. I'll leave it at that. Um, a lot went on today, I think, in his trial. I know uh, Joe Tacopina, who I spoke with earlier this morning, was finishing his cross-examination. He confronted her with some sort of episode from SUV or SVU, Special Victims Unit, saying, well, someone got raped in, in Bergdorf Goodman there, and now you're saying someone got raped in Bergdorf Goodman. What a coincidence. All right, we'll see what happens with that. We'll keep a close eye on it. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. All right, so this is what's supposed to happen tomorrow. You know, we're talking about the weather. I don't know, Joni, are we going to be? be beautiful tomorrow. Oh, really? At when our did time. that change? At our time. Okay, so Joni Pels is it here doing rain, the weather but report. not at our time. All right, and our <laughs> time is at 6 p.m. So tomorrow at 6 p.m., um, the Arthur Idola Power Hour will be broadcasting live from the Pershing Square Cafe right at showtime, 6 p.m. It's right underneath the Park Avenue Viaduct, right across the street from Grand Central Terminal on 42nd Street in the heart of Midtown East. And I'm basically going to have a co-host, and that is going to be my friend, the Grand Central Partnership President and this Chief Executive Officer, Fred Cerullo, um, about the... He's just going to tell you everything about that neck of the woods. He's been the CEO of the Grand Central Partnership for a very long time. Um... We're going to talk about the restaurants. We're going to talk about how the new Long Island Railroad Grand Central Madison Terminal is working. Um, we're going to talk about the different shows that are coming on. There's the Summer Solstice Music Festival. Um, there's Bid Day, which I guess is Business Improvement District Day um, on May, May 9th. So if you happen to be on your way to the train, on your way off the train, anywhere around 42nd Street, uh, Pershing Square Cafe, I think... That is amongst, if not the restaurant that has the most traffic of any place in the whole city of New York. Uh, it's going to be very cool. Sam is going to be there. Joni is going to be there. Who else is going to be there, Sam Bellino? Uh, Alex will be joining us as Alex, well. Uh, any, uh, any Andy sightings? I believe there will be an Andy sighting. All right. So sure. it, it's going to be a party. So come. Wait, say that again, Sean. I spoke to Fred today. He's super excited. Fred Cerullo is great. He's a, he's literally a movie star. He was in soap operas. He's literally he was a city councilman. Yeah. He was all kinds of stuff. So it's going to be a great show. So come visit us tomorrow, but definitely tune in if you can't come come visit us 6 p.m. tomorrow on the Author Idola Power Hour. Over the past 20 years, a quiet revolution has transformed medicine. Many conditions that once required major surgery can now be treated with procedures that are far less invasive and often far more effective. Are you aware of these alternatives? Join Dr. Dan Simon for All Things Health, where he discusses cutting-edge medical advances that are providing alternatives to traditional surgery. Dr. Simon is an experienced interventional radiologist who has helped thousands of patients experience dramatic improvements, all without traditional surgery. Dr. Simon will explain latest medical breakthroughs so you can be fully aware of your options listen to all things health on am 970 the answer on sundays and saturdays on am 570 and 102.3 fm the mission wmca have questions call dr simon at 1-844-534-3621 or visit allthingshealth.ai or listen to all things health on am 970 the answer on sundays and am 570 102.3 fm the mission wmca on saturdays to learn more visit allthingshealth.ai Let's talk about our friends at Connors and Sullivan because we all know that planning for the future is important and you need to be protected. Your family needs to be protected. What if you're not around to make decisions? Who will? Well, you know when the time to plan is? The time to plan is now. 
wills, trusts, power of attorneys, health care proxies, living wills, estate plans. The goal of Connors & Sullivan is always the protection of your rights and interests. They've been helping people just like you plan their estates and protect their families for over 40 years. So visit them for a no-obligation free consultation. Call Connors & Sullivan today to schedule this free in-person initial consultation with an attorney at any of their convenient locations in Brooklyn, Manhattan, Queens, and Staten Island. It's 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500, or visit their website at connorsandsullivan.com. And remember, the biggest mistake when it comes to estate planning is not planning at all. Listen to AM970, The Answer, on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart, or odyssey.com. We love covering New York stories, and the more local, the more I love it. Live and local. That was always the idea of this radio show, because that's what I love. I I was blessed to grow up in a house where my mother always had the radio on, always. We, in 1976, when my parents bought their house, we had this unique thing called an intercom. Where on one central box in the kitchen, the whatever was on that box could play through every room in the house on some little speaker that was stuck in the wall. And if you were looking for someone, you have to press a button and be like, Mom, can we come on down? Okay. Anyway, um, so I love live and local. And I was blessed yesterday to have a wonderful phone call with a dear friend uh, who I've known since 1992, Dominic M. Recchia Jr., who, besides being an insanely successful attorney, was a, uh, a fantastic city council person. He, uh, I was working, actually, on his campaign on 9-11. It was the first time he was running uh, for office. I was handing out leaflets on Coney Island for him at for whatever it was, 7.30 in the morning, and the whole world changed that day. But Dominic went on to be uh, elected to the city council. First, he was the chair of the... Um, all the, come on, Joan, of cultural affairs. I believe he was the first Brooklynite to ever be the chair of cultural affairs because it always goes to someone from Manhattan. Um, but Dominic was, you know, he was so well-known and so well-liked that he was the cultural affairs committee chair. And then he was the finance chair uh, who controlled, uh, who had a big part to do with the budget. So he called me yesterday. He's a regular listener to our show. And uh, we love him and his wife and his three beautiful daughters and his mother, Dolly, and his father, the original Dominic. Um, and he's like, Artie, I got a great story for you. And look, I'm not going to lie to you and tell you I'm sitting there following the NFL draft on a regular basis. But he then told me about who the Jets drafted and where that person is from. And he's like, I think I could probably get you the coach. So without further ado, the coach, the assistant principal, health and PE security administrator, Coach Sean O'Connor. Hello, Coach. It's Arthur Idala. How are you, sir? Hey, good afternoon. Well, good evening. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a privilege to be on. I appreciate it. Thank no, you so you're, listen. I know you're a big Bay Ridge, I know you're a big Bay Ridge guy. I heard, I heard Connors and Sullivan before I got on. Right next to my favorite restaurant, Gino's. I go every weekend there. <laughs> Listen to me. I, we love Gino's. I think my wife pays the mortgage at Gino's. <laughs> I'm not even joking because <laughs> they do a, a, a tremendous takeout business. Coach, you, you've been the, the head coach of Lincoln High School. Real, real quick, uh, when I went to Poly Prep um, and I was a freshman, uh, so this is 1982 before you were even born, um, we were, we were. I think Poly was 7-0, and and Lincoln was ranked, I think, number one in the city of New York in 1982. And Polly played Lincoln, I believe it was at home, and Polly beat Lincoln. And it was an enormous, enormous upset because Lincoln was was number one. They were number, we weren't even ranked, and we, we all, and next week we're ranked number three. Uh, so that's that. Those are my recollections of Lincoln High School. Um, but tell us, tell us this: the great, great story of uh, one of your students, uh, and you know this is not the easiest last name, but I'm going to go for it, Abanaconda? Yeah, so it's Israel Abanaconda. Abanaconda, uh, yeah, right. But you call him Izzy, right? Izzy. Izzy is his name. He's got, he's got multiple nicknames. I know Robert Griffin III um, nicknamed him Izzy to the Hizzy, which is, means Izzy to the house because he scored so many touchdowns. Uh, also, he's also known as Izzy Gets Busy. 
Um, so he's got some really good call names, but uh, an outstanding young man uh, as far as character, academics, leadership, mo- uh, motivation. So I met I met Israel when he was in the eighth grade, uh, when he was applying to high schools. His dad had given me a call and told me that, you know, he was interested in, in bringing him to Lincoln High School, even though it wasn't one of, you know, it, it, they don't even live in the area at Lincoln High School, but they heard about a great academic program, our field, which uh, Dominic helped build for us uh, with lights, its premier facilities, along with, um, you know, our program, which was is really was doing well before he got here. Um, you know, Dominic, uh, Rick, uh, we met, we were playing on grass, rocks, and glass field. Uh, we have to pick up all the glass and, and before practices so kids wouldn't get cut. cut. And we, I went to Dominic, and we talked, and Dominic was like, Sean, I'm going to get you a new field, turf field, lights. He goes, but you got to promise me one thing. What's that, Dominic? You're going to win a championship. There we go. It's going to be hard, Dominic, but we'll do it. You build me that field, they're going to come here. We'll get the kids to come here. So, uh, we you know what? I held my bargain for him. We ended up winning uh, not only one, but three championships for him before Izzy got here. But Izzy, um, and we put some kids in some major colleges, and and, um, as well as the NFL, also free agents before. I I had two free agents that played for me. One went to Notre Dame, Ishak Williams. He played for the Giants. And Nyan Botang won a championship with the Florida Gators, who played for the uh, Giants as well. They weren't drafted. but it, So Izzy was our first guy to, you know, on the meet to be drafted. But you know, his dad was real excited about bringing him from Crown, all the way from Crown Heights over here to Coney Island to play for us. And uh, right from the day one, I knew that he was special because his dad and him um, didn't want him to play on the junior varsity as a ninth grader where I didn't think that was a good idea, and we had a meeting, and they wanted him to stay up on the varsity level and play against the tougher competition. They didn't care how much playing time he got. They just they saw the big picture. They, they understood that by um, you know by, that would motivate him for the future. So he was a very small young kid, a small 13-year-old playing varsity. And uh, by his senior year, best running back in the city and state. He was the New York Gatorade uh, State Player of the Year. He was also a. Um, he, he was also. First of all, let me tell the folks. You're. Um. We're talking to. Um, we're talking to Coach Sean O'Connor, I, and you're from Lincoln High School, Coach. Tell people where Lincoln High School is located. I know where it's located. Uh, Coney Island. Uh, we're on Ocean Parkway, 2800 Ocean Parkway. If you're on the uh, Bell Parkway, you see us right there. But we're uh, in the heart of uh, Brighton Beach in Coney Island. And when did you get that new field? We got the field in, in, in uh, 2010. Uh, 2010, we got the field. I took and, over as the head coach in two, in 2000, but we did not get to, to play on the field. Uh, Dominic raised some funds, and they started doing the work on the field in about 2008, and we got to two years, uh, 2009, sorry, and then the first time we started playing on the field was 2010. And tell folks, like, how much of a difference it makes when when a kid is deciding where to go to high school who clearly has some talent about the quality of the facility they'll be playing at. Well, it's, it's, first of all, you know, when you look around the states, other states, I mean, uh, you know, we were practicing without lines. Kids didn't even know where the end zone was, no less numbers and hash marks. And so, you know, uh, it's a big difference with teaching and coaching kids where to go, landmarks, and then uh, playing under the lights. We also have a light field, so Friday night lights in Coney Island here. So that was a beautiful, another beautiful thing where we created a culture where families and alumni and, and people want to come out you see the lights on and, and, and the, the bleaches blasting away. And, uh, you know, so it's, it's a great thing not only for uh, Lincoln High School, but the community. So he gets drafted. Yeah. Now, and now Coach Sean O'Connor, you, you maintain contact with your, your student, your, the kid you coached, uh, Izzy Abenaconda, Aben- uh, throughout his college career, correct? Correct. Uh, always talking to him before every game, reminding him of every college that passed on him. Uh, telling him how he did. He's reaching out to me as well. So we, we maintained, I uh, got to visit to uh, him some games. Me and my wife traveled down to, it was a great uh, accomplishment that he, he, when they won the ACC championship in, in Carolina, North Carolina, we got to watch him uh, win that and not only win that, but, but uh, score two touchdowns in, in that game. Came running over to me and his family, started throwing his hats, championship hats on there, worried about that, us getting some uh, gear. He's a very humble unselfish young man so tell me real quick about his family yeah so mom you know mom mom and dad very hard work his mom worked two jobs to help the family he's got you know brother and sister both graduated from the university of buffalo uh dad actually played some football for georgia tech 
um, and and ran track. Is is he also ran track? By the way, as well. Yeah, he was the. I think he was the Gatorade Athlete of the Year doing track. I mean, he won something doing track. I know that. Yeah, he, well, he won the Gatorade Football Player of the Year, but he was also one of the top. Uh, he was in the National Track Magazine. He was one of the top ten track runners in New York State as well. And um, and it, let's talk about how important. Because so, how long have you been coaching, Sean? Well, I started coaching at 18 years old. I knew right away uh, what I wanted to do. I went to St. John's University. Uh, I played for Lafayette High School. I'm from there Brooklyn, so never left there. I still live in Brooklyn, live in Dyke Heights. Um, so um, knew right away what I wanted to do. Started coaching at a young age, 18 years old. You know, now 53, so I've been doing it for a lot of years. So how how important, and, and this is a, a, a unscientific poll, how important is it when a young talented individual has the type of family that Izzy has around him to guide him, support him, and keep him or her on the right track? Oh, it's extremely important. I mean, we have a lot of kids here, you know, that we act in those roles, but when you have the support at home that uh, is, is, is locked in step with what you're doing in school and at home, it, you know, it certainly makes the job a little bit easier, and, and more, you know, kids become a little more successful, obviously, with that, but his parents, like I said, that you know, his dad and mom, uh, you know, his dad would pick him up after every workout, weightlifting that we had here and take him to the SAT tutoring, uh, speed training, you know, and, and, and so and weekends he would work hard. He, he would not be watching TV or, or listen to me and you talk on the radio right now. I tell you that much. <laughs> so tell me what it was like. Did you obviously you were following the draft, correct? Yes. So tell me what your experience was to figure out, to find out that number in the fifth round, number 143, was going to be one of your guys. Well, you know what? We, we actually had him with us live when this happened. So what happened, uh, he was here. We had him um, at Lincoln High School to tell you what type of kid he is. When, I sp- when we spoke, him and my, uh, his dad called me up and said, you know, hey, coach, we think he's going to get drafted. We would like to have you around, and, 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 uh, and uh, can you organize a draft party where, with family and friends? I said, that sounds great. It says, but it could be a little stressful. What does Izzy want to do? So he said, I don't know. Let's get him on the phone. Uh, Izzy was in the other room. He he put him on the phone with me. I said, Izzy, you know, dad says this. What do you want to do? He goes, that's easy, coach. No brainer. Can I come back home to Lincoln? Can we have it at Lincoln? Yeah, absolutely. That that is just fantastic. Um, So I just wanted to ask you. Yeah, I'm sorry. When when you say it's going to be a little stressful, what does that mean? Tell me what that what where's the stress to people who don't know like what that's all about and what the draft is all about. Explain that well, to me. Why really is it have, stressful? You, it's stressful because leading up to it, you know, the kid has done everything he could do at this point: workouts, his, his career at University of Pitt, um, you know, interviews. But you still don't really have an idea where you're going to go and how things are going to play out. You know, so we had a lot of family and friends here at the school with him, and then we're sitting there Friday night thinking. You know, there, there was some rumblings. He was going to get picked in the third round or the mid, mid-second. mid And we're sitting there all night. And a lot of alumni from Lincoln are coming out, his teammates, his family members. So he's sitting there, and, you know, as he's always done, he likes to, you know, he wants to he wants to put a Lincoln in New York City, and especially Brooklyn, on his back. So I, I could see in his face maybe, you know, he felt like he was letting people down when his name wasn't called uh, Friday night. So at the end of the night, I said, what do you want to do about tomorrow, Izzy? And he's like, you know, Let's come back. So I got on the microphone and told everybody, we're going to come back from Saturday, guys. We need you here. So we all came back Saturday morning. That through the fourth round. Again, and, uh, and then finally that phone rings. And it was really unbelievable, emotional, not only just to see the phone ring him on there, accepting. You know, we were all excited because we knew he was, he was on the phone with a team. You know, we know that he's picked now. We know he's picked. We don't know who yet. Okay. So we're, we're all like, we're all anticipating who's it going to be. You know, uh, we're just excited for him that he, you know, he's drafted. He so, Coach, wait, wait, let me just interrupt you. Coach Sean O'Connor from Lincoln High School. Like, in other words, he gets the phone call. And now, are you guys, are you following it online? Because at that point, I don't think, was it still on television? Yes, it was still on. We were live streaming in the gymnasium. We had these two big okay. TVs. We were watching. So you weren't. You're not able to see. Oh, the next person who's up is the New York Jets. Or, you know, did he get? Does he get the call ten minutes before that, or how does that work? So the the, the Cleveland Browns were actually on the clock. So I kind of thought he was talking to the Cleveland Browns because they didn't announce the pick yet. So I didn't know who he's who he was picked. I did see. I did. I did see that the Jets were next, and I didn't know. I had you know they were never in the conversation with. Uh, what is he with as far as the guys who came after him really strong? 
So I thought maybe he was picked by the Cleveland Browns because they, I know they needed a running back and they were on the board at the moment. So, uh, you know, I was excited. I was excited that he just got picked too as well by anybody getting an opportunity to play. And then, uh, you know, got quiet. His dad said, uh, who was it? He goes, the Jets. And then we just erupted. His dad jumped up, started screaming J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Uh, he stay, and his mom uh, started screaming, staying home, he's staying home. And watched the two family, uh, family members hugging that kid, knowing not only did he achieve his dream of uh, making the NFL, but he's actually going to be home with them as well. And, and Coach, you, you you're, bringing, you're bringing tears to my eyes here. You really are. I'm not, I'm not being facetious. Uh, especially, you know, I'm definitely a mama's boy. So <laughs> my mother wouldn't care who I was doing or what else. As long as I'm home, I'm home. <laughs> my son is home. So I am, uh, I'm thrilled to hear that. Has this ever happened to you before, Sean, uh, Coach O'Connor? Uh, Sean's funny, Coach Sean. Um, you no, know, this is my first player that's been drafted for me. Like I said, I have had players, um, you know, make the NFL rosters as free agents, undrafted free, free agents, but he's the first player that we've had drafted here, that I've had uh, drafted. So it's, 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 uh, it's surreal. It's surreal. Well, well, I, I just want to congratulate you. Do, you. do you have practices now during in the spring for next fall? Yeah, I just I actually, uh, my voice is a little raspy right now because I just walked off the field. We had our first practice today. We just finished up at uh, about 5.30-ish. Uh, it was day one. So the kids are pretty excited today, uh, not only because it's uh, day one, but also the fact that, you know, they, they know that somebody that uh, worked out in the same weight room as them, sat in the same school and sweats and bleeds where they are, uh, made the NFL. You know, but so we, we also got a great news Saturday night. As well, another one of my team, my, my players, signed a free agent contract with the Los Angeles Rams. Jordan Jones, he went to the University of Rhode Island. So we have, so we have two guys in the NFL uh, this year, which is great. Well, that listen, that is fantastic. And let me ask you something. From, pardon me for being so removed from high school. It's only been like uh, I don't know, thirty-eight years. But what about the guys who are on your football team who want to play baseball? Isn't this baseball season as well? Or are they not allowed to do that anymore? No, they can do that. We we have two kids that actually are uh, on the baseball team, uh, so they're playing. You know, they they um, we have we have multiple kids that are on track. Uh, we actually have some kids that play tennis as well. Um, so we've had kids that are on the uh, swim team, basketball team. So we do we do uh, we want our kids to be you know multi sport players if they can and, and do so. Yes, we do have that. And just before I let you go, Coach, tell the listeners who aren't really athletic, uh, you know, sports fans. Why is it such a big deal that Izzy got drafted uh, in relation to what happened with their quarterback or their new quarterback with the New York Jets? Just pretend you're talking to a fifth grade class for a second. Well, listen, you have, if you think about how many kids or how many people play football, right, in high school, then go on to college to play college as well, whether it's Division One, Two, and Three. Uh, he was the 143rd pick. So that means he's the 143rd person that's getting, you know, picked. That's not easy thing to do. Number one, two, he's going to get an opportunity uh, to, to make life changing money as well for his family, okay, and himself, and, and and make a better life. That's the first thing he said that he wants to you know, move his family out to New Jersey with him. Oh, you know, listen to me. Hold on, Coach. You got to put a look. I know the the Bed Stuy family, Brownsville State. Just tell them to come up to Dyker Heights or Bay Ridge. Come on, <laughs> Jersey. Give me a break, Jersey. Park Slope, Williamsburg. Right, we got the greatest right. borough in the world. You are one hundred percent right about that. We're gonna have to play this back for him. There you there. go. And and so. Coach, just just tell just tell the folks who's gonna be handing the ball off to your boy Izzy. That's pretty interesting. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers will be handing him off. You know, and he, by the way, he's the young, he was the youngest kid in the draft. He's only 20. He doesn't turn 21 until October. That's great. That is fantastic. And, and you know, Aaron Rodgers, for those who don't know, is a Hall of Fame quarterback. He's at the towards the end of his career, but God willing, he's got some, some energy and life left in him. And, uh, I mean, if – uh, if Izzy, if, if Coach Sean O'Connor's a student, uh, Izzy, you know, makes it out there, that'll be a dynamic punch. You know, have a senior, senior guy like Aaron Rodgers handing off to a kid, um, like Israel Abenaconda, 
a, a Brooklyn, a Brooklyn native for the New York Jets. What a beautiful, beautiful story! And I want to just thank Dominic Emrecchia Jr., who's my dear friend, uh, for making this happen. Coach, he reached out to you, and he's the one who sent me your number and made this all happen. So, thank you, Dominic. You are the best. And Coach, I- I'm so proud of Brooklyn. I'll see you at Tasty Bakery on 13th Avenue whenever you're ready for a nice Absolutely. coffee and. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely, come come to a game anytime. Give us a call. We'd we'll love to have you here, and I'll either see you at Tasty there or Geno's. I'm always at Geno's. All right, and and if you really get lucky, I'll take you up 86. You will go to L.A. Beast for Money Garden, and Lenny will cook for us. Oh yeah, we're there often as well. It's a t- <laughs> little, little chef's table. We're not. There, <laughs> I'll be there. I'll be there Wednesday night. Coach Sean O'Connor of Leakin High School bragging as he should about one of his guys getting going over to the New York Jets. Thanks so much, Coach. We'll catch you next time. You got it. Thank you so much. It was an honor. Appreciate you. Thank Honor's you. Honor's all ours. All right, folks. We're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Wesley is a truck driver. I drive a truck and I love what I do. A truck driver with IRS troubles. They told me I owed them $43,000. It got really bad. <laughs> Quite a few letters in the mail. They were talking uh, about wage garnishment, coming after my house, my car. Yeah, they, they don't play around. I seriously thought that I was going to lose everything. One sleepless night, Wesley finally made a call to Optima Tax Relief at 2 a.m. Kind of figured I'd get a machine, but I didn't. I actually got to talk to an actual person in the middle of the night. <laughs> he found just what he was looking for. Oh, they were great people. You need a team of people. People that know what they're doing. Optima Tax, they know what they're doing. Optima Tax Relief came through with flying colors. I saved an incredible amount of money. Happy, don't even come close. I was absolutely overjoyed. Take Wesley's advice. If you're in any kind of trouble with the IRS, call Optima Tax Relief. Don't trust anybody else. Call Optima for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. All right. You know how much I love the courtroom. I love talking about the courtroom. Uh, And I know all the players in the courtroom. And one of the key players is the court reporter. Yes, the court reporters are amongst the most powerful people in that courthouse. Now, you can have a career in the law without going to law school and be a really important part of the process by being a court reporter. Court reporters and captioners are in higher demand than ever before. Court systems, schools, and television stations are all looking for these professionals to record and caption everything from depositions to court cases to live events. The NCRA has partnered up with Plaza College to offer a free two-week virtual seminar that gives you a glimpse into the world of court reporting and captioning. The program is called A to Z and it's being offered free and can be completed from the convenience of your home. So how do you sign up? Oh, it's so simple. Just email info at plazacollege.edu. That's info at plaza, P-L-A-Z-A, college.edu. My name is Imran Ansari, and I lead the Civil Litigation Division of Idala, Bertuna, and Kamins. Suffering an injury in an accident can be a life-changing experience. Whether you've been involved in a car accident, a construction site accident, a slip and fall, or injured because of someone else's negligence, we can help. Our team of experienced trial attorneys will never settle for less than what you are owed. We are always ready to go to court to fight for you and seek justice. If you have been injured because of someone else's negligence, you have legal rights and may be entitled to significant money to compensate you for your pain and suffering. Hiring the right attorney is important. The combined experience of the lawyers at Idala, Bertuna, and Kamins will be able to lead you through the personal injury lawsuit process and aggressively fight for the best result. If you or a loved one have been injured in an accident, don't delay. Call 212-486-0011, 212-486-0011, or visit us at idalalaw.com. Idala, Bertuna, and Kamins, fighting for justice, fighting for you so you heard uh, that I was pretty wet this weekend but I will tell you I took two really hot showers one Saturday and one Sunday and then I actually three and then one again today and um, it felt good man <laughs> it, it, you when you get wet and cold like that to the bones reminds me of my father telling me a story when I, I guess he was in basic training I don't know he was somewhere when he was in the army and how he was so soaking wet and that even the food that he had to eat, like he was having a piece of bread and he had to squeeze the water out of the bread 
before before he actually ate it. It was like that was the level of, of wet I was at. Of course, I wasn't miserable. I was loving life because I'm a little weird like that. But after I um, I got out of those three hot showers, Saturday, Sunday, and this morning, what do you think I did? Sam Bellino, go out on a limb. What do you think I did when I got out of those hot showers? Uh, you popped open that beautiful hemp leaf case. There you go, man. There you go. Actually, I've eschewed the case now because I've gone through like two of these little vats of things. So, And the case is a big, substantial case. And I have like all reading material in, in my bathroom. Don't ask. Um, I'm, even when I'm brushing my teeth, I have to read something. Um, so, yes. The one that I'm into, especially on the weekends, they have this la- lavender um, and it just, it really smells like if anyone has been lucky enough to go to a spa and get a massage, that happens to me like once a year. Um, I, I love that one. It just has this great smell to it. And, you know, a little goes a long way. You put it all on and you're in good shape. You use the black soap in the shower, the, the shea butter when you get out of the shower. Um, when you've been working out, you use the icy pot to relieve your muscle aches. And for the women, I think tomorrow, they're coming to join us, right? Tomorrow. Oh, hold on, Joan. i got to give you a life. Go ahead. Give me a mic. Go ahead. There you go. They're coming tomorrow, and they're going to be handing out Helixer to there people you go. with so, uh, aching feet as they walk by. Another w- reason to come to Grand Central tomorrow if you're around. Leaf. That's www.hemplief.com. Go to www.hempleaf.com and mention the name Arthur at checkout and receive 10% off. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Mike Gallagher sees a win for the left. Rupert Murdoch gave Chuck Schumer and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and all the rest of the, the, the media outlets that have been attacking Tucker all this time, attacking Fox News, all those forces won. I'm not going to minimize it. They won. They wanted Tucker Carlson's scalp, and they got it. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 10 on AM 970. The answer. All right, so I just want to emphasize what we're doing tomorrow night, just in case anyone's in the neighborhood, because let's see this. I don't know. Well, we'll find out tomorrow the actual number, how many tens of thousands of people go through Grand Central uh, every day, Grand Central Terminal. We're going to be right across the street broadcasting the Arthur Dollar Power Hour live tomorrow night, May 2nd, 6 p.m., and we're going to be right across the street at the Pershing Square Cafe, which I believe, although he doesn't like me to broadcast, it is still owned by Buzzy O'Keefe, who owns the Water Club, who owns the River Cafe, the Liberty Warehouse. He is just a brilliant restaurateur, a, uh, a Fordham man. Um, so... You should come there and uh, see Fred Cerullo. Fred Cerullo is going to co-host with me, and he's he's excellent. He's not you know he's a, literally been in TVs and movies, and he's got that kind of a personality. He knows how to address an audience. He is the uh, president and CEO of the Grand Central Partnership, so he deals with all of the stores and all of the restaurants all around this Grand Central area. He's going to tell us everything that's new and that's going on around here, from restaurants and bars and shows that are going on, and especially about the full-time Long Island Railroad service that's going in and out of the new gleaming Grand Central Madison. So tune in tomorrow or pass by tomorrow, uh, Pershing Square Cafe, 6 p.m. here at AM 970, The Answer. In an era where it's tough to know which news outlet to trust, at a time where it's difficult to find facts, not just opinion, there is an oasis in the news desert. It's the Cats Roundtable. John Katsimatidis, the personification of the American dream, who built a multi-billion dollar business empire, talks with some of the nation's top newsmakers who are shaping the news cycle in the city, the country, and the world. Catch the Cats Roundtable every Sunday morning, starting at 8 on AM 970. The Answer. Allora, andiamo in Italia because Joe Piscopo, the spectacular morning host, who's actually not around this week. I think I'm filling in for him Wednesday morning. You going to be there, Sam Bellino? You and you and uh, that early? Too low? Probably not. All right. Well, guess what? Perillo Tours is starting their 78th year in business with vacations to Italy and now Hawaii, Spain, and Greece too. And Piscopo and Perillo have char- teamed up to do a very special Rome and Sicily customized tour. Three nights in Rome, plenty of times to see the most important sites and to have a dinner where Joe Piscopo will perform 
for you. And then you fly to Sicilia, to Sicily, for three nights in Taromina with special day trips along the coast, including to Savoca and Forza de Agro, for sites of the actual filming events from the iconic Godfather movie. And then a wonderful wine tasting at Mount Etna, and then on to Palermo for three additional nights before flying home. The tour dates are October 18th to 28th. How do you make it happen? Oh, it's so simple. Either go to perillotours.com, P-E-R-I-L-L-O, tours.com, or call 1-800-431-1515, 1-800-431-1515. Want more AM970 The Answer? Take us on the go with our Listen Live feature at am970theanswer.com or download our AM970 The Answer app today. Just go to the iPhone App Store or Google Play Store and search AM970 The Answer. Fleetwood Mac, the drummer Mick Fleetwood, filed for bankruptcy today in 1984. It was reported that the drummer had spent thousands of dollars on drugs every month. And he refused to listen to his financial advisors, buying up several homes. A $400,000 spread in Hawaii, a $1.8 million farm outside of Sydney, Australia. And these are 1984 numbers. And this band made a lot of money. Great, 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 great band. Um, before we go to our next guest, I just want to give you a quick update on the whole Trump trial. Because if you're in downtown Manhattan, it's a video nightmare, uh, meaning there's all kinds of media down there. So Donald Trump's lawyer appeared to imply, that would be Joe Tacopino, appeared to imply that E. Jean Carroll got the idea for her rape allegations against the former president from an episode of Law and Order Special Victims Unit, otherwise known as SVU. But she denied seeing it, calling the coincidence astonishing during testimony on Monday. Carroll, who was back on the stand on, in Manhattan, was asked by Joe Tacopina if she knew her account of the alleged 1996 attack was very similar to a brief plot line in a 2012 episode of the popular NBC show. The 79-year-old former journalist testified she was aware of the episode, quote-unquote aware, but, quote, I haven't seen it, end quote. A brief moment of the episode titled Theater and Tricks involved a character talking about role-playing a rape fantasy in Bergdorf Goodman. Interesting. Well, I believe the cross-examination of her is... Uh, over, I believe Joe Tacopino at one point said, what an amazing coincidence about the television show and her testimony. And she replied, yes, it's astonishing. So there'll be some more witnesses, but you know, all I'm going to say is this. When you get accused of something decades later and the accuser doesn't even tell you when it happened. So hypothetically, if she said it was June 28th, 1988, that's when he did this to me. I would say, really? You think I was in Manhattan? No, I wasn't. Because I was in my parents' backyard because it was my father's birthday and Ron was there and Julian was there and Lou D was there and Norma was there and my grandparents were there and we got a videotape of it and the ice cream truck came up and we all had a big party. So you can then defend yourself. You have an alibi. But when someone is telling you something happened decades ago and can't even, they, they don't even know what month, it, I mean, what year it took place. It was either, I believe, the end of 95 or the beginning of 96. That's the reason why we have statues of limitations, so that people can defend themselves. Let's move on to another topic. Let's bring it. What, Joni? What were you going to tell me? You're going to write down <laughs> Lauren Fix is on hold? Is that what you're going to tell me? I yes. Am. Hi, Lauren Fix. I it's know. Arthur Idala. How are you, Gigi? I'm doing great. How are you? I had to go out to Vegas the other, not Vegas, L.A. the other day, a week ago yeah. for business, and I went to a place called the Beverly Hills Car Club. Okay, I know that well. Oh my God! I mean, I had no idea. I I told my friends I was going to meet them for lunch at twelve o'clock, so I got there around eleven. I was like, yeah, I'll bang around for an hour. I left at four in the afternoon. I That's just like you were drooling. Drooling. It was, I, I'm going to use a bad term. I'm probably getting in trouble. It was automobile pornography. I mean, it was, 
it was sick. I mean, from the from your your Mustangs to the Porsches to the Ferraris to the Alfa Romeos to the Rolls Royces to the Bentleys, the Corvettes. I mean, it was just out of this world. And you know, I made friends with the guy, so he let me sit in all the cars and kick the tires. And it was, I mean, I was in heaven. I mean, there had to be a thousand cars there. The Jaguar E types. Oh my gosh. There's a lot. There's a lot of that in uh, in Beverly Hills. As a matter of fact, my son-in-law's Porsche is from there, so we just don't know who owned it. Somebody famous. We'll find out someday. But you know, San Diego's like that. San Francisco's like that. Seattle and even New York City. You've got the Manhattan Car Club with some beautiful vehicles. Well, I, I obviously I was thinking I was going to actually Facetime you from there and be like, look where you I am. am. Well, you know, I, you, I you got a lot going on. I don't. I don't. I don't. Want, you're Lauren Fix. I mean, you're out there educating the world about cars. I'm not going to just butt into your life. Yeah, friends can do that. Friends call me at all hours. I never know. But I would definitely have taken your call without question. All right, Lauren. So why don't you end the show with me? Tell me anything that's new or intriguing in the world of cars. we got three minutes. Okay. Well, there's a lot of technology. I'm covering the Shanghai Motor Show, which will go up on my site tonight. There's a lot of interesting electric vehicle technology and there's even cars in China that are like $11,000. Of course, that would be U.S. dollars, but we can't get those vehicles here, and they probably don't pass our crash test ratings, which are much more stringent. But it's just a lot of interesting technology. So there's a panel of the four of us. I'm posting it tonight. It goes up at 7.15 right after your show. And also this week we're going to be talking about removing AM radios from cars. We can bring that up next weekend or next week when we talk because it's driving me crazy that they remove AM radios you don't get to find that there's an emergency service going on. And John Casamides has been really big on pushing this. And we need to make that AM radios remain in cars, no matter what their excuses are from the manufacturers. Yeah, I've seen I've seen John Katsimatidis, who's on this station every day uh, with Cats at Night at 5 p.m. right before our show. I've seen his ads. I've seen him pushing this on social media. Good for him. Once again, John Katz is always doing the right thing. And, um, yeah, I, I, so everyone asked me this question, Lauren. Is it true that the AM radios don't work in some of these electric cars? Well, only if they don't want them to, because I have been in electric vehicles that have them and electric vehicles that don't. So Ford doesn't have them. GM doesn't have them. But funny, you can get them in Hyundai products. You can get them in Kia products. You can get them in the the Honda and the Toyota. So it can be done. I think that they just don't want to for a multitude of reasons. You know, one, they have to have another type of signal. But remember, the federal government needs you to have an AM radio because when they send a signal off for an emergency broadcast, you would get that on your AM radio. You get that through your phone, through your computer. You get it through everything, your TV. And a lot of people are cutting the cord, so they wouldn't get it anywhere but maybe on an AM radio. So if that was going off in your house, you would be like, what? There's something going on. We need to have that in case of an emergency, whether it be a hurricane, a tornado, a snowstorm, whatever it might be. All right, well. Um, Lauren, I just want to wish, I want you to join me in wishing a happy 92nd birthday to the Empire State Building. Cool. Happy birthday. I've been to the Empire State Building a million times. It's a very cool place. Got to take your friends and family. Yeah. Open till two in the morning, and It's a great, great date spot. Uh, All right. Lauren, we're broadcasting live tomorrow night right outside of Grand Central Terminal and Pershing Square Cafe. We're going to have a great time, 6 p.m. Anyone who's in the neighborhood, come by and say hello. Joni will be there, and she'll be giving out free advice. So just right, right, Joni? I'll be singing Send in the Clowns. Yes, happy Send in the Clowns. Sam Bellino, I'll see you tomorrow live and local. AM 970, The Answer, the Arthur Idola Power Hour. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored by Idala Bertuna and Cammons, PC.